welcome to VentureCast. This is David Hornick from August Capital. And Howard Hartman, also from August Capital. And uh, we're coming to you. This is like a, a blast from the past. Howard, I don't know if you, you probably don't even remember, but uh, I used to record my podcast while I was driving up and down uh, 101 and 280. I had this little handheld recorder, and I would uh, and I would comment on random stuff until I got to my meeting, and you could always hear car noise or whatever. And here we are. We're in uh, we're in an Uber, heading heading back uh, to the office after uh, after a great dinner. And whose idea was this? To do the to do the podcast? Yeah, it was uh, a kind driver's idea. He said you guys should do a bo- podcast in the back of the car. Yeah, that's it. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> don't you think? You've had it, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> you have to give 40 minutes anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly the right amount of time for 40, one. 40, that's about as long. How many of these have, we, have you done now? You, VentureCast? Yeah. I don't know, 40 maybe? We need to start Maybe counting. 40 or something? Yeah, this is VentureCast. I mean, you and I have done a handful. So, oh, you know, this we were just talking about this at dinner, but uh, Tom, one of the Click and Clack brothers from, uh, from um, Car, Talk. Car Talk, passed away this week. And, you know, I, I have talked, uh, you know, we, we both of us are friends with Elisa Miller, who runs PRI. Uh, she's this incredibly smart wonderful executive and I, I was trying to convince her at one point that she should put uh, VentureCast on <laughs> onto um, uh, onto public radio so what you're saying now is now there's an opening well so this so what, what that's just morbid well no so what Elisa said to me was like oh you know we don't do vertical shows anymore. That doesn't have appeal, right? The appeal is, you know, has to be broader than that, etc. I said, well, what about car talk? It's really, a, you know, and she said, wait, this is car talk. We are yeah, in car literally. Car. This is literally car we talk. Are in car. Literally car talk. And she said, but it's funny. She said that um, that that in fact car talk was that the way they viewed it was that it was not actually about cars. It was really kind of a comedy show. Right, and in large part because of Tom, who was so great, he was, you know, he was this, uh, his laugh and his kind of joy of life or whatever, and so I always try and emulate that, uh, but I'm sure we're not But they quite. both laugh, and then you've got me as a straight man. Yeah, you got to laugh more. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it's not helpful. That's what you've got? Is yeah. it like pathetic I'm not feeling very funny today. Oh, my God. So we had this nice dinner at AQ with a, a young venture capitalist to be. I mean, he's sort of a venture capitalist already, but they're different, you know, they're different strata, right? You have to start out by uh, seeing a bunch of stuff and learning a, learning what things are successful or whatever, and ho- hopefully over time you um, you end up a general partner, whatever that means. And Yeah, super charming, bright guy. I think, I think his future is good. Yeah, it's funny. One of the things that's been fun about, we've been, you know, we've been out looking to hire a couple of new people into the firm. Uh, and in particular, bringing in some younger, younger folks than us, which isn't that hard at this point. You remember when we were young? Do you have any recollection of that? I do, and it ended when I was at a restaurant and somebody brought me the menu and said, "What drink would you like, sir?" <laughs> I think it ended when our children went to college. That's we were officially no longer young once that happened. I think it happened earlier. Uh, maybe earlier, maybe earlier. Anyway, but it's been pretty awesome to bring in, to meet with a bunch of people and. You know, and it's interesting. Different people have different thoughts about the venture business and what, um, you know, what's what is successful and how to think about it. And um, you know, this. So tonight was great because it's you know someone who has who has really done an amazing job. I think of connecting with people, and in the end, 
my view is the venture business is about connections, right? It's not about, and I don't mean that in a cynical way. I don't mean it's like, you know, hey, I'll trade you this for this. I mean, it's like, it's about genuinely connecting with people, having them like you and you like them and wanting to be mutually successful in some some capacity, right? Yeah, if you're going to work with somebody in a venture deal for seven or ten years, you have to like them. This was a likable guy. Yeah, I mean, I always joke about this, but, you know, so you and I have worked together for... Six. Six years? Only six years? Six oh my long God, It seems years. like 60. No. I mean that in I mean that only in the nicest of ways. I've worked with Vivek for you know for a dozen, uh, I, and I was I was at an event at Rene Lassert, who's the CEO of um, of Bill.com, and I I was at an event of, at his house on uh, Saturday, and I was telling someone that uh, Rene and I have been together now for 14 years. Why haven't you been married? 14 of the 20 that I've been married to my wife, yeah. I've been uh, working with Rene, so. Uh, I hope he likes me because otherwise, God, he must be so over it. <laughs> he must be so tired. <laughs> well, you keep offering him money. How can he say no? <laughs> Renee is an amazing character, I have to say. So, you know, he's now raised, I don't know, eight or more rounds of financing across his two companies, PayCycle and Bill.com. He met with 50 different companies, 50 different firms, or, oh, I think he said. Before I funded PayCycle, I, I gave him his very first money. Since that financing, he has never gone out looking for money. In every single instance, he has had a preemptive financing where people have said, please take my money. Think about that. That's unbelievable. And obviously, the first set made a bunch of money. And I think that Bill.com is you know, on that path as well. But... Um, so maybe we'll do a third one, and Renee and I'll be together for 25 years. Um, and then I have to like, what is it? I have to give him a platinum ring or something? Yeah. <laughs> What's the 20? Well, 15 years next time is that the silver anniversary? Oh, silver! I have to give him silver next year. Or maybe it's paper. You'll be lucky. I hope it's paper. I'll give him a crane or something. <laughs> That's a really nice ride. I hope there's not too much background noise, but it's very quiet. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Hey, have you have you ever had other people do a podcast in your car? First one. This is the first one. First one. How, how are you liking uh, being an Uber driver? I love it. You it's do? Great. It's giving uh, you know freedom. You call it freedom? Yeah. Uber Uber's freedom. It's been all right. Well, it's my own business. I could do my own hours. You know, treat people right. People treat me right. It's fun. I have to say, you you have been. Extremely charming thus far, but we don't want to prejudge. We'll see. We have we have a bunch. We have, we have a about half more hour to go, right? Yeah, half Let's more hour. Go. Don't don't blow it. If you crash, we'll be less we'll be less charmed. A friend of mine was in. I think I told you was in an accident in Uber yesterday. Yesterday they, was Uber X? Uh, no, an Uber, and they got rear-ended. It wasn't the driver's fault. They were stopped, and somebody hit him, and it was a pretty bad accident. Yeah. Well, you know, look at the reality is. It's always amazing to me that there aren't more accidents on the road. When you think about it, first of all, anyone can drive a car. Secondly, we're all distracted by all sorts of stuff. Third, it's just happenstance, right? I periodically, I'll you know, pull into a lane thinking it's totally clear and then look up and there's someone right in my rearview mirror and think, like, where'd they even come from? Uh, so it is a little amazing to me that there aren't more. Have you ever been in an accident? No? Uh, honestly, never. Never. 
that's why you're playing the smart choice of choosing Uber Black, which is the best. You don't have to make an exit. It's all about Uber Black. That, that was like an ad. Now I got Uber my Black. part, of course. All right, so you, <laughs> you're doing your podcast, right? <laughs> here's, the, here's the good news. We're, we're, we're buddies with Travis Kalnick, and we're going to put in a good word for you. <laughs> Travis, what, what's your name, sir? No, we should probably not do that. <laughs> we'll, yeah, get, we'll get you afterwards. <laughs> who, who, knows, who knows what Travis will do? Yeah, yeah we, we, we'll, we'll let Travis know what, how awesome you are. I have to say. Wait, we should have gotten like one of those recommendation codes before this, and we give it out, and then people start using it, and we get our free rides. Oh yeah, we could. That would be good. Is there any such uh, thing? I have it, of course. Do you? Oh, what? What is it? What should we tell uh, people? No, you're driving. Now, Don't be looking no, in your no, wallet. You, you, you take your business now. Take your my business now. Later on, I'm ready. Okay? okay, you let us know. We're ready. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you all sorts of referrals. Yeah. All six people who listen to our podcast will will try out your. We'll, we'll call in Estonia. For you. <laughs> we had some guy from what Turkey? Where was that guy from? Yeah. Turkey. Um, so so we're we're uh, we're heading back. We went to dinner in San Francisco, and we have this ongoing debate with our partner Trip. Trip lives up in the city. Trip is uh, and Trip is convinced that we should open an office in San Francisco. And um, and David and I live down in the peninsula. And all that really matters is, is it a good business decision or not? Because I'm perfectly happy to drive. Yeah, we'll, we'll or, commute. Or ride in an yeah, Uber. Yeah, or ride in an Uber. As long as this charming gentleman will come pick us up. At our flat rate to Menlo Park. Exactly. Especially for you. <laughs> a special deal. Um, so a yeah. lot of, there a lot, I don't know if it's a lot or not. A few venture firms have moved up to the city. A few have opened satellite offices in the city. And the real question is, is that better for their business or not? And we are trying to come to that conclusion because we will do whatever is important to our portfolio companies. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Look, we're up in the city plenty, right? I'd say I have easily a half dozen companies where I'm on on boards of companies up in the city. So I'm up in the city plenty. I don't think that's the issue. I think the question is, why? You know, do, do we need to have an office? You know, do entrepreneurs want you to have an office in the city? And if so, why? Like, does it matter in any way? If it does, count me in. Like, I'm, I'll take the train up, I'll drive up, it doesn't make a bit of difference. But but so, it doesn't strike me, like, the venture business is a weird business, because our office is kind of bullshit. Who cares where we have an well, office, I think for, right? like, for partner pitches or one or two meetings when they're coming, if they're coming to our office, we want to be sensitive to their time and convenient. I had an entrepreneur a couple weeks ago whose office was based in Mountain View that's, uh, and I was introduced to them and they said, let's get together and they said, well, let me know the next time you come down from the city to the peninsula or I can drive up there. <laughs> and it was exactly the opposite of what I expected. It made me wonder, do they expect us to be up in the city? Yeah, but, it's, but, uh, but this is a great example, right? Yeah, there are a lot of companies up in the city, but there also happen to be companies like, you know, where data torrent is down you know, in south of uh, Palo Alto, uh, we have a number of companies that are that are in the South Bay, that are in the peninsula. I have a few in San Mateo. Right. So, like, what? A few you in know, Palo Alto. Why are they second-class citizens? Why do they deserve? Uh, I have one on Treasure Island. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. They they said the city was too expensive, and they wanted to be near the city, so they squeezed in that direction. They were halfway between Oakland and San Francisco. And it's a for a, one. Uh, a potential employee, it was a no-go because that person wanted to ride wanted their to take... bike to work. Yeah. And riding on the bridge. Is there any public not, transit? Riding on any... the bridge, not a good That's idea. a bad plan. Although, did you ever? Th- I, I, I've seen. Uh, well, anyway, uh, 
Is there any public transit out to Treasure Island, or do you? Have uh, there to... is a bus that you can take, and you can actually put your bike on the front of it, but it doesn't run very often. Yeah. But there is Uber. You could always you could, see taxis. This is, just, this is just one long advertisement. We should for have invented invested. I once in this had company. four bicycles in my car. You had four bikes in the yeah, back. Just saw the Uber SUV, and I have four bicycles. No problem. There you go. I'm telling you, Uber. They they they're so flexible. Are these kitty bicycle? No, no. It was three. It was like four girls. One of them had a flat tire, right? So then, what do you do? You order Uber Black, then Uber SUV. I mean. There you go. I'm there not even go. kidding. True story. No, we are somewhere at the end of the city, next to the beach. You know, long distance back home. And I, I take like care it. Of them. We are so happy. That's for sure. I always wondered what I would do if I got a flat tire on my bike. I figured I'd just leave my bike. Call right. your wife. That's what you do. <laughs> I have her come pick you up. That's what. Apparently not. Apparently Uber now. You have the phone. That's what you do. We were just talking about this, and Howard nailed it. He, you, you, you said that. We have known for some time that the thing about smartphones and location, now that they all have GPS, is that somebody location is gonna, was going to matter, right? Somebody is going to build a big, interesting company based on location, and it's Uber. We thought it was going to be, some people thought it was going to be check-ins, right? Remember when that was like, oh, actually, it's all about check-ins. And people thought it was going to be geo targeted ads based on location, which I didn't like. And push ads, yeah, right. I thought it might be tracking of your friends and family where they are, and it turned out it was Uber, but because we, they know where the two parties are and you push a button and it pushes together. Yeah, no, I mean, we should have seen that, Howard. I did see it. I wanted to do it. You didn't want to. What are you talking about? That's such revisionist history. Of course we, should. we all, we all I must wanted have said, to do it. I must have said to Gearston, that I had some concerns about the legal implications of taxis and Ubers and all that. Yeah. Because I said to Kirsten today, yeah, I was going to take an Uber. She goes, yeah, you didn't want to do that deal because of the legal issues. And I said, <laughs> wow. I don't remember saying that. That's so excellent. That must have been Vivek. How do you like that Howard's uh, assistant is keeping him honest? Like, you, you. She remembers, too. Kirsten's, like, on it. She probably has a file. Things Howard said that I will call him on in the future. And she files it for me because I yeah. like files. <laughs> She's tabbed it. That tab is in yellow. And whenever you're ready, I'll give you the code. No. Oh, you got the code? We're ready. So we can so get it's a code for $20 off. $20 off Uber. First ride. Okay. For your first ride. So anyone yep. who has not ridden an Uber before, and you people are crazy if you haven't because, as we've pointed out, this is one heck of a service. All right, what's the so code? It's H H. H H. That's awesome. My initials. Q. H H. Say that again, sorry. So H H Q. Yes. Zero. O. E. H H Q. Zero. O. E. Easy breezy. Easy, easy, lemon squeezy. You can get uh, twenty bucks off your first ride at Uber. And he gets his courtesy card. of our. We can, we can use your first name. Yeah. What's your first name? Costel. Costel. So courtesy of Costel, our Uber driver. He's he's taking care of you people. Um, it's the uh, it's the VentureCast discount. So a company that I've been using, and not, not to diss uh, Uber at all, <laughs> but, I, but I use this service called RedCap, Red Cap. where a guy yeah. drives me around in my own car, and they were having trouble figuring out how to grow a lot because it's a little bit of an unusual thing, and I think um, they couldn't kind of get it mainstream, and they've had a shift in their business model where they are now a service by car dealers huh. to 
when you want to bring your car in for service, instead the dealer will say, we'll send a guy out to pick up your car so it's and bring it back to I, us. I literally just had this conversation with Pamela where I said, I, we have two cars that I have that have needed service forever, and that I was going to hire a red cap to take the take my car in. So it's, their channel is the dealers. Uh, Audi is doing it now, so good. and Audi pays for it because they want you to be happy, and then you don't take a loaner from them. Way better, way cheaper than a loaner. Yeah. My kids are like, "Well, what are you going to do? The red cap is gonna, you know going to just sit there?" And I said, "Yeah, who cares?" No, what they do is they have a chase car behind them. So the guy comes, uh, he drives out to your house gets in your car and drives it to the dealer and then another and, and leaves it there and another guy picks him up and takes him back to his car it's $45 yeah for one that's of great. the pieces totally forty five dollars on the other side too so it's 90. That's 90 bucks for a service that's a yeah, lot of money that's a lot of a money dealer. that's a lot of money but that was sort of what I was figuring that I would it would be like a three-hour endeavor and I'd pay 60 bucks to have someone take it yeah, it's just like an oil change, he can wait for it, yeah. Yeah, because it just needs like this stupid basic service and I keep not doing it. So the other one I just used was Lux, right? Uh, and you had some other one that was like, this is well, the... This uh, is Lux and there's Carbon, Carbon. C-A-A-R-B-O-N. And so these are uh, valet on demand. Basically, yeah. it's you get an app and when you get to where you're going, then you say, hey, come pick up my car. And they, Lux grabs your car. It's five bucks an hour, and I think it's a maximum of fifteen bucks. And they take your car off somewhere, and they uh, rent it out to someone else. And they use it as an UberX for <laughs> the three hours that you're parked. It's a great business. Uh, they park it somewhere, and then when you hit the button, it come. They take the car to where you are. So what I what happened is I had a board meeting. I had two board meetings up in the city. So I went to one board meeting, I met the guy, the guy showed up on a skateboard, hopped in my car, he said, hey, do you need any gas or a car wash? I said, actually, I do need a car wash. He overcharged me for a car wash, which was totally fine by me. Uh, 40 bucks to get the car wash, which is probably double what it should have been, but saved me the time of doing it. Took my car away to somewhere. Uh, I had my board meeting, I then Hopped in an Uber X between my two board meetings, so that was another like seven bucks. And then I had another board meeting down in you know m many blocks away. And then I called my car up and showed up in seven minutes. Cost me fifteen dollars to park it, as opposed to forty if I'd parked it in one location. Never mind in those two. And and uh, and it was washed. And I and then I drove home. How good is that? Awesome. There's no way that's a business that can survive. I actually, any way I'm actually going to take the opposite. I actually think it will. How? How because is that Because their work? target are people who are um, coming every day and going to work, and there's no parking lot near their but office. What's the, what are the economics? How can someone? So it's a real estate business. Someone? I don't. I'm not convinced it's a venture business, venture scale, but it is a real estate business. So they get a lot that's kind of a mile away. Yep. That's very very cheap. And the cost to them is probably three bucks a day on average for a packed space. Yep. And then they just have to pay for the guy to go another direction. And they so make how many cars do you think a guy can pick up and drop off in any given hour? Three? Four? I don't know. Depends if they're driving your car around with their buddies in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone said to me, oh, what, you know, you have no idea what they're doing with your car. But that's true anytime someone parks your car. 
it's sort of like people getting all worked up about giving their credit card number on the internet. I'm sorry, do you ever go out to dinner? Because when you hand the dude, the waiter, your credit card, they go in the back. And now they have smartphones, and they can just, boop, click. Now they got your info. So you really want to worry about it that much? Wait, are you so. being the paranoid guy now? I that's thought true. that's my role. That's true. Your job is to, is to be paranoid. Yeah. Anyway. You want to talk about debt? Paranoia. Yeah, talk about paranoia. I want to talk about debt. I had a company in the past that had some venture debt. So this is the lesson for the day. Yeah. <laughs> this is the portion of the program that actually teaches you something. Unlike everything else you've heard to date. Oh, wait. We're out of time. Oh, no. But the good news is that if you've never used Uber before, which is not even imaginable, but if you've never used Uber before, our friend here has just saved you $20. So that's good. So you you might have made 20 bucks on this particular wasted hour of your life. I think the beauty of it is normally we have to sit in your office. And now we're just getting shit done while we're coming back I, It's dinner. genius. <laughs> we got to go places. We got to venture cast on the run, on the go from now on. Ubercast. Uber, yeah, Ubercast, brought to you by you, Uber. You repeat their, this code? H, yeah, all right, here it is, the code again, just in case you missed it. Is HH is in my initials. HH, like Howard Hartenbaum, Q-0-O-E. H-H-Q-O-E. Very cool. Uh, so, so debt, yeah, the lesson, the lesson of yeah. debt, and I happen to agree with you on this one. Well, you've 100%. learned, you've learned the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah, anyone who's new to this, new to the venture business, is going to make this mistake. So let me first describe why people do debt, and then describe what it, what yes, it does to you. So please. the reason people do debt is good entrepreneurs raise money from their investors. They have six million dollars in the bank, and some debt lender comes along and says. We want to give you some free money because Venture Guys just gave you $6 million, so we want to give you $3 million more and you don't have to pay it back for a long time and we don't really, we'll get like a little tiny bit of equity, so it's basically like free, free money. Free money, free money. And now entrepreneurs are all excited, free money, instead of having $6 million in the bank, I'm going to have $9 million in the bank and my father taught me never borrow money you can't pay back. Well, that's a good that's a, and that's the problem. When you're spending debt money like it's equity money, there's a very good chance you won't be able to pay it back. And what happens, often businesses have challenges along the way, and having debt can exacerbate those challenges to the point where it drives you out of business. So I'll let you explain the situation that you are witnessing. Yeah, company. well, we, I mean, we, we, we see this all the time, right? So, so I, think you've, I think you've described it perfectly, which is at the end of the day, entrepreneurs think that debt is free. Like, oh, I get 24 months of interest-free payments, and by the time it comes around, I'll pay it off, or you know, we'll be making a bunch of revenue, we'll pay it, whatever. And when it works, they're totally right, it's great. Right? It's not like debt is never a good idea. You know, having a mortgage on your home turns out to be a perfectly reasonable thing to do. In the rising market? Right, if you can afford to pay it and you can but write the, off the interest and all those things. It's not but like, when the market's going down, that's not so good. It's not great. And we saw like and we saw that company. and we saw that happen. So so what we have both experienced and what I'm experiencing at the moment is here's a company, it's got, you know, it still has some do- some some dollars in the bank. But it's doing it's it, but it's now servicing millions of dollars in debt, and so while the burn rate without debt would be you know a couple or few hundred thousand dollars a month, 
there's a million dollars in debt service to get there and suddenly you're burning a million three a month and 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 so you might otherwise have gotten to cash flow positive if it was three hundred thousand moving to zero but instead it's a million three and you're never going to get from a million three to to zero in the time frame available right and so uh, and so you inevitably have to go out and raise capital to start paying off this debt. And there's, if there's one thing that VCs hate, it's investing in companies where the money's going to go to pay a bank, right? Where it's not going to build value, it's not going to build to build customers or whatever else. It's just paying off the debt, right? And and so we see this time and time again, where it's where not only does it mean that you have to raise money sooner, but it makes it really hard to raise money. And uh, and, and so, you know, you're basically well, mortgaging another, the future, right? There's, a, there's another twist to it, which is there are occasions where the venture guys might be willing to lend you money even though you have debt, but then your prior debt lenders will not let that new money coming in be senior to them. Meaning if you sell the company, they still get their money back first. So when investors feel nervous about putting in equity because it's going to pay off the debt and they feel nervous about putting in debt because it's second in line behind somebody else and the end result is often when a company is struggling and has a big debt load nobody will put money in the company and the debt lenders say you know we don't care if it goes bankrupt because we'll just sell the assets and get our money back and it can drive the company out of business and we've seen it We've had company. We've had. I have witnessed it personally. Yeah, both both of us have in our own companies, and we've seen it in companies in our portfolio. And despite that, and despite the fact that we are constantly sitting at board meetings saying debt is dangerous, we you know the dilution of an equity round is worth the certainty of having the capital. Uh, we are outvoted by other investors all the time. And it just seems—it just seems to me so crazy that we have this conversation time and time again. We've seen it happen time and time again, and yet people still are willing to take on debt in order to extend the runway. And that is not—and it is a recipe for disaster. Debt is bad. This is like you know the ultimate preaching. I've had this preaching same, to me, brother. I've had this same, their heart I've had the same discussion <laughs> with other investors, and I've lost. We lose, above. right? Yeah. Doesn't it make you crazy? And unfortunately, then we're right. Yeah. And it doesn't help us to be right because the company still goes out of business. We're still screwed, and we can't even be smug about it. So I think we, you know, maybe we just need to be more persuasive. Yeah, that's your job. But I, you know, I was I was on uh, talking to a guy today talking about exactly this, and I said, "Hey, I'm I've got a company that's thinking of taking taking on more debt, etc." And this guy said, "Have them call me, and I'll tell them I'll tell them the perils." I said, "It doesn't matter. We've all told them it doesn't matter because it feels like free money when it feels like everything's working." But you know, there there are companies that are going to run out of money. I remember when I first looked at Prosper years ago, and this is before they straightened up their ship, I was trying to decide if I wanted to put money into Prosper as a lender, and I was reading the various loan asks, and one of them said, dude, my girlfriend is unemployed, I just lost my job, I feel a lot of stress, please lend me $4,000 so we can go to Hawaii on vacation. Wow. <laughs> 
And at the time, I thought to myself, I'm not so sure peer-to-peer -peer lending is such a great idea. <laughs> you know what's great? So I, I don't know if you uh, have ever given any money, lent any money on Kiva. Kiva is the lending platform that allows folks uh, around the world to take out small microloans. So Bill Draper got gave the financing to get Kiva going. Oh, did he? Good he for did. him. Yeah. Kiva's amazing. Yeah. So it's some uh, woman in uh, in Nigeria or a man in Venezuela or Who wants uh, whatever. to open a little walnut shop. Yeah, or they want to produce more sweaters and uh, they need more yarn to produce sweaters and they can't get the you know $1200 it costs for the for the yarn to increase their sweater production. And so you loan them the money and it's a loan, right? It's a loan and it gets repaid over time and um, and what I have found with Kiva is that the loans get paid back with incredible certainty. Like you know, not all, it's not 100%, right? It's not like they always get paid back. There there are plenty of circumstances in which, but but in this instance, it turns out that people are being thoughtful and careful about their business. They are making choices that give them leverage to be more productive. And then they take their commitment to repay the money very seriously. And as a result, every time a dollar is paid back to me in Kiva, I relend it. Actually, I sort of end up, it, it, it ends up being uh, a bit of a, a problem because what happens is I'll have, you know, like 200 bucks to relend and then someone needs 300. So it keeps growing? <laughs> so, I'll, so I'll lend 300. So then I'll have a, you know, a yeah. loan portfolio in Kiva that's a thousand bucks or 1400 bucks. Well, the, the neat thing about it, bucks. the neat thing is a small amount of money really makes a difference for these little businesses. And it works. It works, you know? And I think, you know, we, we, um, you know, we see this all the time where where, where, where people are trying to figure out, um, you know, where there are lending businesses where the APRs, the interest rates, are, are relatively high and people think, oh, this is you know, an unfair lending rate, but they empower people to then make choices for their business. Wait, I gotta give them directions. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta go left in the second uh, entrance. Take a look, okay. Yeah, down here and then under the building you'll see a mini convertible yeah An exactly I'm just one. on the back side here we have just made it to All August right. capital yeah I think um, that the is that it we venture a, cast is ending no no we gotta, I, we'll see how long until we get kicked out of the of the of the sedan there's my car and there's a mini Cooper. we've made it to the mini it's rad. Um, nice uh, it's been uh, this has been a very pleasant ride, Howard. Yes, it has. We've got. I've, really, we've I've, enjoy, I've enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, go go lend money on Kiva. Get your free. You get your twenty dollars off your first ride. And no Uber. debt. And and please, <laughs> oh, de only debt if you need some skeins of. Oh, here's the code again: H H Q zero O E. Uh, and um, and, and, and thank you for listening. This has been David Hornick from August Capital. And Howard Hartenbaum also from August Capital. And Costel from Uber SUV. Costel from Uber SUV, and we appreciate you listening. <laughs>